like I had this discussion one time with my coworker, and I'm just saying, dude, this has literally ruined our society. This alone has ruined our society. It ruins the family. There's husbands who are still addicted to it in their marriage with kids. And that's just, that's a problem. That's a problem. I don't care if it spices up their relationship, their sex life with their spouse. It's a lie. Yeah. It's nonsense. The fact that you can ignore your children and ignore your wife and go to a phone. That's a, that's, that's literally a men, that's a mental illness is what it is. That's, that's what addictions are. They're mental illness. Welcome back to another episode of Priest, Prophet, King. Excited to be back for yet another episode with the boys. What's going on, boys? What's um, good? So, as usual, we start off with our inspiration. So, Meeks, what inspired us for this episode? Well, this episode is called It's Time We Had the Talk. And we're taking it back to our 13-year-old days <laughs> and our dad sitting us down and you know, it's kind of, it's inevitable. We're a Catholic podcast. We're not going to let this one slip by. We were kind of, you know, pushing away for a little bit, but I think it's, I think it's a good time to talk about it. I think our audience needs to hear it. And so obviously we're talking a little bit about pur- purity and, and, and lust and pornography and all these kind of things that are a little bit heavier, but it's not from a standpoint of we're better than you guys or it's a sin uh, you're a sinner. You're going to hell because you're doing this or that kind of idea. It's it's not it's not like that at all. It's more of a let's just look at the reality of it. It's it's nothing to do with the Bible says it, so don't do it. Not that kind of idea. It's like here's the real life reality of what this affects, how it affects your relationship, how it affects your family, how it affects our society, and how it's affect a lot of big time celebrities that we'll bring up later and. And just something that's not discussed enough. And so we just want to discuss it. We want to open it up. We want to be honest. Something that we've all struggled with. All three of us here, we're not, we're not Jason Everett or Matt Fred. We don't, we don't pretend to be. Mm-hmm. But we just, we just want to be real about things. And it's something that we've all struggled with and we'll probably struggle with for the rest of our lives because we're, we're human. We're not, we're not Adam Sandler on Don't Mess With The Zahan. It's, I feel no pain. We're not, we're not those guys. <laughs> we, we feel it. We feel it every day and we're full of temptation just like you guys do. And it's just time for honest discussion about the realities of sex and love and lust and all that kind of all that kind of spiel yeah i think uh, as you stated meeks it is super important especially in this day and age for a lot of different reasons i think it's part of this struggle is understanding who we are as as human beings and created in the image and likeness of god that's kind of where the root of it all sits is that we are uh, made from a god who is love and therefore we're made from love to love and for love and of course the evil one likes to distort, twist, as he did in the garden, to to flip all of that around. So when you bring up the, the challenge of purity, um, especially for the men out there, uh, it, it it's just the easiest way that we're tempted because um, he's you know it's at our base natural level to desire. So the things desire uh, oriented in the correct way should always be pointed towards God to to truth, beauty, goodness, things of that nature. Um, the transcendentals, if you will. Um, so you know. I'm also sporting the, you know, um, World of Blaze True Love shirt just to be able to talk about what actually is true love is when you lay down your life for one as Christ did on the cross. So I wanted to at least um, point everybody. So a couple of disclaimers, as Miko said, it's, it's a topic we had to address. And so for those of you who may have little, little ones out there, you know, whether you're listening or watching, 
um, you, you have to make your own discernment on whether or not um, they, they can be here for this discussion. But we are going to address the issue of pornography and purity. Um, but in the Catechism, paragraph 1700, it, there's a whole chapter on the dignity of the human person. And just reading off that first paragraph, the dignity of the human person is rooted in his creation in the image and likeness of God. And, I mean, if you just stop there, right, and just said, okay, that's a sum- if the summary of all things where, again, I encourage you to read that, that chapter, but it's the fact that we are all made in God's image and likeness, and therefore we have an inherent dignity that flows from that. And this is a big topic today for a lot of different reasons. We're going to get into a little bit of the psycho- uh, psychology about the, the science behind it all, just a little bit. This is something that we can't just bear our heads in. As a matter of fact, it's absolutely engulfed the culture and therefore engulfed much of our human race. So, Keone, what are your, your thoughts? Any, any thoughts on this as we start this dialogue? Uh, just kind of piggybacking off what Mika was saying, uh, the perspective we're trying to take, you know, when, whenever this topic and some of the hotter button issue topics kind of come up, it's a lot of, well, the Catholic Church is just a bunch of rules. It's about, no, it's my freedom, you know, it's my choice. I get to do it. And a lot of it can be very counterproductive. Mm -hmm. And so I think the the most productive argument, I think, is to see the effects of it and then to understand where God is coming from, from his all-loving nature, who he is, to understand, okay, these are the the commands. This is the the rules that you want to call it um, that the church has provided for us. Why? Because it protects us from ourselves. Essentially, mm-hmm. think about a good parent, right? I know you're not gonna be able to protect you from yourself. So I'm gonna give you these boundaries to protect you, and that's what God's doing as as the perfect Father um, is giving us these things. But if we don't understand it, then what does it seem like? Just as any parent-child relationship, if you don't understand the boundary, it becomes oppressive. It becomes this is my freedom, my body, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think the perspective we want to do is okay. Look at the effects in the culture. Look at the effects in um, in the mind, psychologically speaking, look at um, what is God trying to protect us from? And it's the reality that we see in the culture today. He has been trying to guard us from that from the moment the church was instituted, even before that. But he's been trying to guard us from that, and he protects us from that because he knows us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's just kind of the, a way for us to kind of dive into this in a, in a way that will be beneficial and productive, hopefully. Yeah, I think a great point because I think that is the issue with most with most people is that they do think it's a you know bunch of antiquated old men who are trying to rule from their you know their high horse or their their high chair, um, telling us how to live our life morally. But um, let let's try to unpack this as best we can because I think what we're seeing in today's world is a lack of respect for the human person, and I think that was a big part of the inspiration. It's because we see that. I mean. Even at the time when this is released, we're going through uh, a lot of struggles as a country um, just because of uh, what people are experiencing, whether it be race issues, whether it be um, what they perceive as one category of people versus another, whether that's political party lines, whatever it may be, religious affiliation, non-religious affiliation, there's just a huge divide. And that's what the devil really wants to do. If we think about the, the root word, you know, Diablo, right? The scatterer. We know that from a Christian perspective is that the devil separates, divides, and scatters while the Lord brings together as one and wants to unify us. And so we can automatically see evil in this world. But I, I think we wanted to talk about that um, because it is a topic that, you know, honestly, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be real with the, the listeners out there is I think we live in a very uh, 
a world that is very uh, dichotomous. Because, you know, whenever I travel and talk, especially when I'm speaking to the youth, I'll say, how many of you think it's wrong to objectify women? And everybody will raise their hand. How many of you think it's wrong to degrade and demean women? And everybody will raise their hand. And then I'll say, how many of you watch movies, listen to music, speak, look, talk in a way that objectifies or degrades women? And that's when the eyes start to go down and heads start to, to bow down. And I think that's the part we want to be able to highlight, too, is, come on, it's not about um, condemning anybody, but it is about pointing out that, that very fact and that reality that, you know, we live in a world that's very uh, hypocritical in that sense. And we can all be we can all relate to that. We can all, um, I guess, sympathize and perhaps empathize with that. But that's also a big part of the issue is, is if we're going to see change, we got to be change. If we're going to be changed, we're going to have to understand and know inherently who, who we are as created children of God made in his image and his likeness. What say you, Meeks? Yeah, um, there's just so many things you can unpack. I think something that really hit me was I was watching this um, Jeffrey Dahmer interview, you know, going through the rabbit hole, going down the rabbit hole of YouTube. Mm-hmm. And five hours later, I'm watching Jeffrey Dahmer interviews. And um, they were just talking about to him about just his life and obviously you guys obviously know he was a cannibal and a rapist and a murderer and a lot of other things. And, um, he was just talking about how he saw one pattern, every person in jail, he saw the same thing and they were all addicted to pornography. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about, that's how it started for me. It was, I started becoming addicted to that and it just wasn't enough. I need something deeper. I need something. Um, I don't, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just something that, it's like a drug, you know, you keep going and it's, mm-hmm. it's not going to hit you hard enough. You're not getting a strong enough high. And that's basically who he's saying what's happening. And, you know, we can talk about the effects that it has, uh, porn has on the brain. It's not us. It's not the Bible saying it. It's science saying that this, this affects your brain in the similar way that a drug does. And you can deny that all you want. You can think it's infringing upon your rights or whatever the hell that you think it is. But the reality is that's what it's doing to you. And it's what's doing to everybody else. And that's why we see it in our music. And that's why we see it in the movies because everyone's brainwashed on it. I mean, I don't know. I don't have the statistics with me, but I know at least on college campuses, those age groups, I think it's like 90% of men. I think for even women, it's up to like 40 or 50. It's not just a, man, it's not just a man's problem anymore. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, we think about that and, and kind of the idea, I mean, obviously not everyone's gonna be Jeffrey Dahmer. That doesn't mean that everyone's become a cannibal after that. But it's this idea that it's gonna affect you in your life, whether you realize it or not. And at the end of the day, you're gonna look back and see, maybe that was the issue. Or maybe you're not gonna see that. But Kanye saw the same thing. Why is, why is my music never living up to what it was supposed to be. Well, I let the Playboy magazine I found when I was five affect every single song that I wrote. Mm-hmm. And so this is what these people are saying, Lamar Odom, who was also attached to the Kardashians, unfortunately, mm-hmm. but he said same thing. Not only did he have um, cocaine problems that drove him out the NBA, right? When he was, you know, really at the peak of his career, just got a six man of the year award, all that kind of stuff, falls off. What did he say in his life? Was it cocaine? No, he said it was pornography. Mm-hmm. Russell Brand, who has nowhere near uh, a Catholic, but he says same thing, don't stop looking at porn. Um, Terry Crews, mm-hmm. classic. Everyone loves some Terry Crews. <laughs> um, he says the same thing. It's just a reality that we're not facing and we don't want to because it's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And it's not something that we're saying, man, if you do that, you're a piece of, uh, uh, and you're not, you're going to hell, this and that. It's just, it's just a reality that we all got to be more cognizant of and work towards as a society because it's affecting us. It's affecting our families, it's affecting our relationships. I mean, what it does to you mentally, you think about it, you start, you start to, you're favoring a screen you're favoring a virtual world a world instead of the physical touch that you're meant for no one's saying that no one's saying to suppress your all of your sexual desires and they're bad no of course they're not bad we we have 
uh, the body parts that we have for a reason and they fit together pretty well for a reason. It's not, it's not by accident, but it just has to be ordered in the right way. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it really comes down to something, you know, some argument that I thought of that I feel like I'm Aristotle because I thought of it. I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> um, but I just hear, you know, uh, in today's world, you hear a lot about climate and the world and stuff like that and sustainability, which, you know, I roll with a lot of. Some of it can be um, a little bit too politicized, but I think a lot of it has some, some true meaning. And, you know, the idea for me when I think about the argument is that the earth um, is a certain way for a reason and it was made, um, you know, down to the zero 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 one percent Everything has to be a certain way for things to work. And I understand that. And God gave us this land not to abuse it, not to just put trash anywhere that we want, not to use up as much resources as we can before we die for profit, all that kind of stuff. It's about taking care of the universe and, and understanding that we have a part in that and we have a social responsibility to keep what God's given us, the gift. We can't abuse the gift, just like any other aspect. And so, you know, just like we can't take down trees whenever we want, we have to look at that, that same way, the earth, as we do with our bodies. Because what we're saying with, uh, in this way is saying that, well, I don't know if you guys realize, but the male part and the female part, they kind of fit well. They're supposed to do that. And so, obviously, we have an intent. And what, and what does that bring? That brings a child. And so... The same way that we don't want to bring pesticides, right? What, what does pesticides do? It kills the land. It doesn't. It doesn't let the land flourish. You're just you're abusing that for your own profits. What people, are, what's what farmers are doing, right? So they can get more fruit, they can produce more things, but you're hurting the land. So just because you want to have sex all the time and that brings you pleasure, but you're doing a birth control and that's harming the. It does harm the body. Sure, it brings whatever positives you want to say it brings. It also harms the body, and it's just, it's taken away from the from the purpose and the function the body's supposed to have. They didn't have that back then. They didn't have pesticides back then. So what do they do? They took care of the land. They didn't overproduce. Back then, they didn't have that either. So they, what do they do? They had babies, what it was supposed to do. It's the same idea. So you, if you want it to be natural and you want it to be all these things, you want it to be organic, we want the world to feel all these things, same things with our body, we're, we're not taking that same approach. There's an obvious function and obvious purpose for our bodies, but we don't take that serious. So if we can't abuse the land, if I can't abuse crops, if I can't abuse plastic, if I can't abuse this, then why can't I abuse the body too? So it's the same thing is that we're not really thinking about it. No, this is obvious. It's, it's really obvious. It's really obvious what those two organs do mm-hmm. and they create life. And so if we can't abuse the land, then how can we abuse the body? It's the same thing. It doesn't matter if you believe in God or not. If you believe in the idea that this is, there's an order, there's a natural order and we're supposed to preserve it like a lot of people do, then that's the same thing with our bodies and the way we live our lives in society. Mm-hmm. What that made me think of was the idea of um, this is kind of Freudian, which I'm not a huge fan of Freud, but I, some of his stuff is very interesting. Um, the idea of projection, and I've talked about it numerous times in the show. What Archbishop Fulton Jean says that an ignorance of individual justice leads to the obsession or um, overfocus on social justice, right? And so, taking a step back and looking at everything that Meeks was saying about this obsession with climate change, preserving nature, what it was meant to be organic, natural, right? Well, we're completely ignoring that in the temple, which is Even we are made in the image and the greatest of God. good, the greatest good there is, mm-hmm. right? We are made to share in his divinity. Like, think about that. Mm-hmm. We are way more than the plants and whether you drive a Prius or not, we're so much more than that, but we ignore this part cause it's too hard to talk about. So what is, how do we still get that feeling of justice socially? obsessed with the climate that's how we'll get that need we're preserving nature and it's it's projection 
Mm. I can't solve it here because it's too difficult to talk about, but I can solve it outside of me. External is always easier than mm -hmm. internal. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's just that's kind of what it made me think about is, you know, that's what we want to talk about it because it's in that it's in that conversation that we can start to all of us as a community, um, especially men who need to rise up, that we can start to make those internal changes and then you can see changes socially, globally, mm -hmm. externally, because we made that choice here first. Mm -hmm. And so it's individual justice that then can lead to social justice. And um, so I just wanted to make that point that it's a consistent thread in human and in, in just the human condition that once and then they look at the culture. Once you ignore any right from wrong, any God, you start to just completely destroy the dignity of the person. And it starts, you start to obsess somewhere else. All that need to right your wrongs, to seek justice, a confession, the beauty of the church, right? The sacraments. We have to, you still need that. You're a human being, whether you want to ignore God or not, you still have that in you because you're created in his image and likeness. And so where they seek it in the community, they seek it in social justice they seek it in this and that and it's often unproductive why because you didn't change in here first and it's often done with anger and outrage and violence and god when does god ever work in outrage you know he works in the peace of our hearts the holy spirit and jesus is the prince of peace he works in that um, and the devil wants to divide the devil wants to outrage he wants things that are disordered and so just kind of stepping back and this is why we're kind of trying to talk about this topic because it starts here first before we can make these big changes globally the natural order is up uplifted the most when we first respect the dignity of the human person because we're we're above any other creation mm -hmm. so yeah i think um just to kind of talk about the the science part of it as well right so going back to this uh, matter of fact, some of the websites that we will be quoting from is one of them is called fightthenewdrug.org, um, which does a lot of work. So you have Integrity Restored. You have um, the Porn Effect with Matt, Matt Fadid started and people have, have rolled off of that. You have people like The Core Project with Christopher West talking about theology of the body, redeeming that natural desire that we have oriented towards God and what he created us to be. So integrated sexuality with the way God designed it. Right. But. Um, just to kind of help people, and maybe you've heard this already, but just at a high level overview, right? There, why is why is it the new drug? Why is this an issue with when you hear porn addiction, right? It's it's actually considered to be a public health crisis now, um, and we see the effects of it. And we'll talk about that in, in, here in a second. But why is that the case? Because it affects it. It rewrites the neuropathical or the neuro pathways, right? That essentially our body communicates, right? So, what there's a hundred billion different transmissions neurotransmissions that occur within our body right so um you know they explain it to you on fight the new drug where it's like if you if you are learning to play the a c chord on the guitar right your brain sending messages all the way down to your fingers and then where you these are the messages going so you're you're concentrating on that and you're learning how to play that and eventually you're so focused you don't even have to think about it you're just playing without having to do anything and so you've just created a new neural pathway with that intent focus well this is what happens and so the, it just affects our reward system when we do things naturally that are good for ourselves right when we eat good food when we do something kind for individuals when we take care of our bodies 
um, when we experience a kiss with our loved one, right? Those are the natural reward system says, man, that's really good. So we have the dopamine effect, right? So then mm -hmm. we fill that reward system. But naturally, once we eat enough of that good food, boom, we, the dopamine stops. Well, what do drugs do? They just keep filling you with the dopamine, right? It tricks your brain, essentially. So take it with alcohol, take it with any type of drug, take it with tobacco, and obviously include porn in that to where it's tricking your brain to just keep receiving the dopamine effect. So now your tolerance level and essentially your requirement level for that dopamine becomes greater, right? So now it goes from maybe I'm just looking at scantily clad individuals on my phone and then it goes to actually soft porn and then it gets to pornography and then it gets to you know what this is not enough i need hardcore stuff i need to see stuff that's violent now because i'm not getting the same fix you know what i mean that 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 you know one line of cocaine is no longer enough now i'm smoking crack now i'm doing heroin now i'm doing opioids now i'm just going after everything to be able to give me that same that same effect and so we're rewiring our brain if you will because we're creating these neural pathways um, within there that are focused on pornography. And guess what ends up happening is, I mean, you can tell for those parents out there, you need to go, especially parents, because they're saying 94% of all kids are, or people are, ex are exposed to pornography by age 14. 94%. That's easy to believe, right? Because, I mean, look at the, you just get on any any type of internet application that's not um, trying to protect you from it, and you're going to get all kinds of pornography coming out I and mean, we see it on different things matter of fact you have more people more hits to pornography websites than netflix twitter um and i think it's youtube combined in a month more, more than those combined and how many people are out there netflix binging and, and whatnot and right now they're capitalizing on it so what is it doing it's the devil trying to come in and because he can't create he twists distorts right and perverts and then gets you to fall into this and then isolates you and what is porn pornography it promises you to fulfill you mm -hmm. right it promises to elevate your your love and, and your experiences but what does it really do it actually numbs you and and it desensitizes you and then it removes you from human experience and therefore we're all made for community we're all made for relationships so what do we do we isolate ourselves so what's one of the sure signs of somebody who's addicted to pornography they're isolated right they're, the mood swings they're they're actually more aggressive they're more irritated they're more depressed they're all these different uh psychological mental health issues because why because they've now become addicted to that new drug yeah and that's funny because i think you know the common response if you do something like this is you know i hear you but for some reason it's it's healthy to kind of release these things right mm -hmm. it's healthy for us to do this which i can go back to the natural thing obviously it's not natural um they didn't have that in 600 so you know that's i mean <laughs> if you want to talk about going back and really doing the ways of the natives or all these kind of things they weren't doing that so i mean you could cross that one off but it's just this idea i think like i had this discussion one time with my coworker, and i'm just saying dude this has literally ruined our society. This alone has ruined our society. It ruins a the family. There's husbands who are still addicted to it in their marriage with kids. And that's just, that's a problem. That's a problem. I don't care if it spices up their relationship, their sex life with their spouse. It's a lie. Yeah. It's nonsense. The fact that you can 
ignore your children and ignore your wife and go to a phone, that's a that's that's literally a men, that's a mental illness is what it is. That's what addictions are. They're mental illness. You're convincing yourself of something that you don't really need, but you think you need it. Mm-hmm. That's a mental illness. Yeah. And so, it's just like this idea that not you know don't don't do that, man. Like we we all got our own ways of doing it. Like you're you're drugged, <laughs> you're, you're addicted. And if we're not going to sit and act like it's something, the the reality that it is, the the amount of people that are on it more than all those things combined, and the only people are tweeting and watching Netflix daily. And it's more than those combined. It's like we have to step up and actually look at something for what it is. We want to bring up so many social issues in the world. Yet this goes and passes by every time. No one wants to talk about sex trafficking. Never heard anybody. Huh? Mm-hmm. I've never had anybody post a story about that. But people post stories all the time about this and that. All that stuff that doesn't affect us. And it's easy to point the finger at that guy over there. You know what I mean? It's just like that's that to me is frustrating. The only person I know is Ashton Kutcher trying to do good things for them. Mm-hmm. Other than that. Nope. Let's talk about every other thing we can possibly talk about, except the things that is probably the most brutal and vicious of them all, which is sex trafficking. Mm-hmm. And I don't that 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 to me alone just irritates the heck out of me, and that makes me so frustrated because those people just they'll get what they deserve one day for sure. Well, they'll have to stand before God in judgment, right? And I think that's part of the reason why it, it hits it strikes a chord is because we know the effect that it has for one on the family. Mm-hmm. Right? It's destroying families right now. It's destroying marriages. It's destroying relationships. I mean, imagine that. It, it, pick, pick any of any anybody out there, any of the viewers that are watching. You walk in on your mom, all the sons out there. You're walking on your mom and she's watching pornography. You 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 walk in, uh, girls. You walk in your dad's watching pornography. What does that do to you? More or less, the spouses casting each other doing that, right? What does that do to you? You know, there's a lot. That's a traumatic experience. Well, so then why would we celebrate that? In and not only that, you may be watching in that very moment a sex trafficking act. Highly likely. That that person is enslaved. I don't know. You know even when you have these people out there say, oh, these people are choosing. These are, you know, I'm like, you know what? <laughs> Just because somebody decides to do something that goes against their, how they're naturally created, where you think that they're doing it freely, there's something going on inside that they're trying to fill that void. So, you know, the whole natural order um, or natural law, do good, avoid evil even when somebody smokes, drinks, you know, commits whatever act, they think they're bringing some good to them, even when we know that that's not the case. And so those people that are enslaved, that are entrapped, that are in bondage to this industry, you could be actually, you're actually supporting that, right? You're supporting that repression. You're supporting the, the, the trauma that these people are experiencing because they're being objectified and used for the pleasure of not just that person in that room, but for everybody else that watches. And what does that do to one's heart and soul? How can you look at other? So that's why we have this craziness in our world today. Look at how everybody is, is you know, looking at each other. They're, they, they, you can spew evil and venom on people because you lack any reverence or respect for the dignity of the human person, for the sanctity of life. When we, when we can't protect the very innocent, you know, we're talking age 14, most people are exposed to this. How many of these uh, young girls specifically, but there's young boys as well, being trafficked out there, all for the pleasure of some really broken, evil people. Um, and yet, we just, like you said, makes just kind of sit back. I mean, there's some good organizations out there that are helping, but we're talking about kind of more your, your cultural 
influencers, right, mm -hmm. that are out there. They want to speak on some social issues. Well, I don't see you taking a knee for anybody being sex trafficked right now. You know what I mean? You're making an issue right there. I don't see, you know, the, the, anyways, we can get on some pretty hot topics there. But that's the part where I'm just as frustrated with you, Meeks, is like if we're oppressing and enslaving our own women and children, what do you think is going to happen with men in general? What do you think is going to happen to the, the general society when we can't even get that right? We can't even look at each other as brothers and sisters in Christ. That's a beautiful, beautiful thing about our faith is that we can look at each other even if we disagree, even if we have the temptation to hate one another and we don't like one another, we can still love one another as created children of God, even if we're completely opposite of one another. Yeah, something I want to bring up is, you know, back to the family. The root of society is the family and what i was listening to a, an exorcist actually and he was saying that you know what the devil does is he uses he uses men to get into the family why because men have hierarchical authority through the through god the church and student the church as priests of the home so whenever the father usually is addicted to pornography engaging in lustful thoughts entertaining lustful thoughts that is the devil's pathway to get to the children so when, you know, these men are addicted or, or entertaining this stuff, the devil's using that to get to the kids. So then the kids will start to have these lustful thoughts because he can't remember, he can't create, but it can distort and it can plant thoughts. Mm -hmm. And that's the doorway. And I just think it's, like you said, it's, it's super important that, you know, men in general start to step up and see the effects that it's happening, not only in ourselves, but in families, in women, in children, um, and starting to stand up against that. And the other thing I wanted to bring up is, you know, this, the devil has the same tricks that he uses. Mm -hmm. And I think Deacon Harold Brooks service talked about it. I remember when he talked at uh, Franciscan to the basketball team and he was talking about the reality of pornography and it turns you inward. You're by yourself. It's your light. It's in the dark. Right. And the minute you complete whatever you're doing, it's the complete ex exposition and you're just exposed and you feel shame. And it's like, here I am. And it's like, bring us back to creation, Genesis. He's been doing the same thing yep. for all of creation. He promises you that you're going to get whatever you want. If it's pride, if it's power, if it's relief, if it's whatever. And then the minute you stop and you engage what he wanted you to do, he exposes you for what you are. And then he accuses you after. Mm -hmm. And all you're left is here I am naked. And then we often hide from God after that. And it's a cycle. Mm -hmm. He's been doing the same thing. And it's about time we call it out for what it is so that, no, 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 if you do fall, we have to immediately run back to God. Immediately run. Um, because that's how you start to break the cycle, you know? And, and that's how we, we stop letting the devil win right now because he has the same tactics. Mm -hmm. And we act like it's a new trick. He just uses a different instrument now. Mm -hmm. And this is just another one. It's very toxic because... You know, the chemicals in the brain, LED lighting, especially on a screen and what that does to the brain. There's a lot of things that it can affect. Obviously, this is power and he's pretty excited about this one. But the battle is far from over and the battle is not is not lost. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In the end, we kind of we know who won. Right. Christ is victorious in this. But I think right now we have our part to play in this. I mean, that's the reason why we wanted to talk about this. It is a difficult topic. There's probably a lot of listeners at, at home who are who it's not going to be a surprise that you maybe have struggled with this in your own home, in your own marriage, with your own relationship with your kids, vice versa, with their parents, with your friends, sending you different, different, that. A lot of uh, 
you know, women out there, ladies out there, they're being um, lied to and convinced that, you know, that your body is the way that you're going to you're going to bring about, you know, acceptance and your value and your worth and, and, and guys alike. I mean, you know, but it's there's so much out there. But, you know, we, we talk about people like Archbishop Fulton Sheen, you brought up, you know, I think about uh, Pope St. John Paul II. He says it's the dignity or it's the obligation of every man to uphold the dignity of every woman. And, and he, he also says that man can't fully find himself until he gives himself away, right, as gift. And so what we're seeing in the garden at, at the fall is grasping and taking things rather than receiving the gift that God gave to us. You started off the show talking about, you know, it, our bodies tell a story. Man's body doesn't make any sense unless woman's next to it and vice versa, right? And that each of us were designed with a purpose and that specific function when we talk about our sexuality is designed to be life-giving you tell me what is life-giving about contraception what is life-giving about pornography it's actually death and evil upon the souls that are involved and everyone that is exposed to it and we see that in our culture and we see that in our world today and we're never going to get to a point of unity Right, that everybody's fighting for right now, supposedly. If we can't even see the other person as a dignified child of God first, we're never going to get there. You're lying to yourself when we have our own brothers and sisters in Christ who are enslaved, like we've been talking about, to, to trafficking, to pornography, who see one another as tools rather than temples. We're never going to get to that point. Makes final words as we you know try to close this out because I think part of what we want to do is be able to at least end on a positive. How do we get beyond this, right? Because we're yeah. highlighting it. We're not doing this. This topic gets justice, but we're highlighting an issue today for us. Yeah, it's um, yeah. I just want to you know repeat myself. It's not meant to point the finger at any individual. It's meant to point the finger at the devil, really, and just showing like this is what it is. So try not to convince yourself that it's something that it isn't. It's just, it's literally the biggest evil in our society if you look at it for what it actually is. And and it's not meant to like, yeah, like it's not meant to, you know, put a finger in your face or say that you guys are going to hell or this and that or it's a sin, so stay away from it like I was saying. It's it's about opening up and actually seeing what is this effect on our, on our lives. It's not just the fact that it's a sin and the Bible says something, so we all got to stay away from it. We have to understand it and understand what it's doing to us and so that we can actually live that out in a, in a more in the right way because you know a lot of people like to do this whole there's a lot of christians who this you know if you have premarital sex you're going to hell and this whole idea it's just like they're missing the point just as much as the other people who are missing the point as well and so you know this was just to shed a light onto the devil and and what he's trying to do and and understand that like you know moving forward we just got to attack this thing that's it and we got to fight this thing it is a drug and we have to, and we have to do our part to fight it and it's not for the sake of anyone else but yourself, really. Mm -hmm. So that your own family doesn't fall apart, that your marriage doesn't fall apart. I mean, if we look at the world around us, there's, there's no good examples of what a relationship is supposed to be. It's lost. I mean, I'm, I'll be I wouldn't be surprised if people are fighting against monogamy in the next year and saying, and most and majority of my- They are already. Majority of my peers are saying, well, why even get married and this like that? Because I'm engaged and I'm 19 and I, it, if you ask everybody else, I'm making a mistake. Mm -hmm. And so, I think it's just something that we got to be more serious about and we got to like fight the real problems in the world. Stop fighting things that are out there. Stop, I mean, 
there's nothing we, there's a lot of things that we can't control but we can control this and it has the biggest hold in our society by far more than any other problems that you think you're fighting mm-hmm. um you know Miko brought up a good point about those that don't see it as an issue and it's we're kind of just shed light on that but i think there are a lot of people who know that there it is an issue and they may be struggling with it mm-hmm. right and they're like well what about me i'm actually trying here i am like what are we gonna do and um Something that Father Jacques Philippe talked about that is really cool is when I just think about, okay, you're addicted to pornography, right? And it often leads to shame and um, you're getting to the cycle and you're grasping for that control and then you usually fall again, right? Um, what Father Jacques Philippe said that I was, I was like, wow, was the sign of spiritual progress is not in never falling again. The sign that you're progressing spiritually is how quick you're able to get up and completely surrender humbly back to God after you fall. Yeah. Because to that extent that you go back to God humbly with a contrite heart and you just trust in him, that's it. Just trust in him. Not much is lost. But if you're starting to be paralyzed, troubled, stuck in shame, think about how much more is lost because he's losing your soul. Mm-hmm. And he wants to be invited into this. So one thing that I would point out for those that may be struggling with it and really trying to get rid of it um, is to not lose the peace. Mm-hmm. That once it's that action done, the devil wants to accuse and make that become who you are. God wants to be entered into it. Because something that he said again that was like amazing is God is so good that in his mercy, he can turn our faults into our advantage. That's right. And it's like, just sit on that for a second. <laughs> he can take your fault and his mercy is so good that he can use it to our advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing I wanted to bring up was community. They talk about accountability. Um, and I mean, think about what is pornography. It's the, the isolator of all things. The devil wants to isolate you, right? Mm-hmm. And what's the good way to, counter, to counteract Isolation is to build a community, find someone you trust, accountability partner, you can talk to about it. Um, So building that community. Um, And lastly, start building little habits. So we talk about like the book Addiction and Virtue, if you want to look that up, Addiction and Virtue talks about different things uh, regarding addiction, building virtue, how to break the bad habits by forming new habits. Because at the end of the day, you can remove yourself from um, from the occasion of it. But if you haven't built any habits and you're exposed to that occasion again, you're more likely to fall into it. Why? Because you haven't gained any skills. So yeah, avoid the near occasion, but start building virtue. And that's in, it's in building virtue that you allow the door to be open and God to work. So if that's kicking up your prayer a little bit, offering up a divine mercy chaplet, the, you know, praying the rosary, offering up time in the chapel, removing some things that you need to remove, if it's music, the movies, you know, whatever, um, start building little acts of virtue, not because you're supposed to do it all by yourself and fight it. It's that you're just allowing God to work in it through that. Mm -hmm. No, I think that was great points. And I'd say just to kind of uh, piggyback off of that is, um, you know, part of the, the science behind this is the same way that you can kind of rewrite your brain negatively in the pornography addiction is the same way you can write it positively, and that's by replacing it with something that's healthy, positive coping, po- coping mechanisms, right? Because some people may be seeking this out as um, some type of reprieve or relief of something in their life. And so you need to seek out professional help, 
Um, I, I know in the show notes, I'll put the different websites to be able to take a look at integrity restored, the porn or the, um, the uh, fight the new drug.org. Um, there's uh, things for parents out there like covenant eyes. That's a really good tool to be able to, to kind of keep things out. But I think as a, as a body of Christ, as a community, as Keone was just saying that we need to come together, we need to support one another, and we need to start with the change which begins in our own life, in our own soul, in our own heart, and our own families. So for especially for all the men out there, all the fathers out there, it's our responsibility primarily as protectors and defenders and servants of our home to to start to cultivate those virtues rather than those vices, to start to teach and have discussions on chastity and and purity and sanctity and uh, the dignity of the human person and what right relationship looks like and so you know um i'm going to echo what both uh keone and miko said and what miko said as well especially as you know not here to condemn you but we're definitely here to shine a light on the evil um and the devil um that is occurring especially as it relates to this topic of pornography and all the 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 effects of that all right the the effects like the sex trafficking the effects like Look at what's happening in, in the industry, the culture, the, you know, it's wooing our young people's minds, hearts, and specifically their souls towards a life of a lot of shame, a lot of guilt, and, uh, you know, just a, a, a lot of trauma and trial in their life. So let's do our part in all of this. Um, and, you know, again, heavy topic, um, difficult topic, but that's the reason why it's time we had that talk and we, we'd be not, do, we'd be doing you a disservice as a uh, a Catholic Christian podcast not bringing up something that is really um, the five elephants in the living room. Outside of abortion, this is absolutely um, one of the most critical issues in our time today. Yeah, and as always, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. <laughs> so thank you all for joining us on this episode. Thank you for your hearts, for your souls, for allowing us to share ours as well. Let's fight the new drug and let's do it by cultivating virtue and holiness in our own lives. God bless you. We'll see you on the next episode.